It is Friday, March 12th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news headlines and all the gossipy hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. But it's Russ's birthday. Birth date. Birth date. Birth date. <laughs> <laughs> For those oh, that are man. listening, we just had an argument about the difference semantically between a birth date and a birthday. Russ was born on a Thursday, and I think he's confused but we're just going to leave it at that. <laughs> Should I tell my MLK story again? Yes, because it's funny. Okay. Feel free. Back when I worked in an office, I was talking with a coworker and I said, hey, today is MLK Jr.'s birthday, January 15th. But I didn't say January 15th. I just said, it's his birthday. And he said, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. He said, no, it's not. I was like, what's wrong with you? He said, MLK Jr.'s birthday is always on a Monday. And then I said, Correct. Dude, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I actually don't know if that's correct. So I don't know what day he was born on, to be fair. Well, what day is January 15th, 1929? I, I think it's time matter. to get the news. Yes, we need uh, to get to I news. have news I immediately want to get to because it's in my head. Do it. And I don't want to forget it. Uh, yeah. So in the mornings, whenever I don't have COVID, like today, I take <laughs> my daughter to my mom's house uh, at least three days a week when she's not at school. And she watched her. So I'm coming back from taking Kate to my mom's house. And I see a sign in in a gas station parking lot and i started singing that song how did you know i was going to this no it's (laughs) it's a bass i don't know anything you could do i'm not sure if either of you drive anymore but Uh nope nope but whenever i drove back today i saw this sign that said buy bitcoin here with cash at a gas station in prosper texas no way i've seen lots of pictures like that you know especially in a broad like Backpacker zones will have ATMs that you can buy Bitcoin, but that's so exciting that it happened that was, in North uh, Texas somewhere. I was very surprised. And this is the, by the way, Whoa. the original gas station in Prosper, <gasps> like the OG. It's called the Eagle's Nest because we're the Prosper Eagles and it's called the Eagle's yeah, Nest. Yeah, I got you. So like, any sense. People don't even really go to this gas station anymore because everyone went do. to like the, the hot new Exxon down the that's street. That's where you can buy Bitcoin. Yeah, but go now, there. that was the only place I'm going. So I can buy some yeah. Bitcoin with cash. Although I do sort of question the motivation. It's like, buy Bitcoin with cash. Does this person not have access to technology to manage the internet? Bitcoin? I don't know how that's going to yeah. work. Which is weird. weird. If you need to buy Bitcoin at a gas station, especially if it's in Prosper, you're probably going to have a tough time using your Bitcoin in general. It, it makes Yeah, exactly. That's a strong point. But it makes me think that there's people <laughs> walking into a gas station with like $17 saying, give me some of that Bitcoin. And you know? Give me some of that Bitcoin. Or that Bitcoin, like gotta get me some. <laughs> give me some of that Bitcoin. I want uh, some of that Dak Prescott money. I heard if I buy Bitcoin, I'll get yeah. it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Get, if if a panhandler comes up to me in a parking lot and says, "Hey, man, can I get a buck to buy some Bitcoin?" I'm absolutely giving them a dollar. <laughs> I no way I'm not doing it. Well, Have you heard it here first, people <laughs> walking up to Tyler on the street. You know how to get money out of him. If you go down on the street, like we just talked about, neither of us go anywhere. My yeah, truck, no, this is very low I, risk for me. Talk to me in June. Maybe we'll go somewhere. I put 1,700 miles on my truck in 2020. 1,700. That's like nothing. Wow. I'm and not with count? driving to another oh, state no. and back. I'm not even sure I did that. I don't know what my odometer was at the beginning of June. Or sorry, 2020. You said June. Yeah. And, you know. Who's confused about yeah. I didn't say June. now? I didn't say June. Okay, let's get into some stuff. So rusted. Oh, okay. 
I get you. Hey, Russ, I feel like we got to start here because I just don't know much about it. And I feel like you're going to know stuff about it. Roblox, dude, what is happening? I actually don't know what's happening with Roblox. <gasps> the only thing I know about Roblox IPO. is that it's very popular with the kids. Yeah. yeah. But it's, they're, it's, like they're, it's a. Oh, okay. It's like, see, I, didn't, I don't really know anything about it, but it, they're a game developer, right? Yeah. 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 And, and, and the now they're game. worth more than like the entire industry. Uh, they're like I the could, Tesla of game developers now. Yeah, I could <laughs> I could hundred percent see that. I don't know if you're if you have a number to throw at us, but I, I cannot stress it's to you how popular 40, 45 and a half billion. It's pretty strong. So yeah. it's a game, it's a game creation system, which is how I tie it to Minecraft, right? Uh yeah, so okay. Right that, allow, that makes sense. Yeah. So players can actually program games and play games created by other users. Yeah. So so cool. post IPO, they are worth more than EA and Take Two. No way. Yes. What? Yes. $45 billion? $45.5 billion at peak. I'm sure they're bouncing around like crazy. They literally hockey sticked from a tiny, tiny, almost $4 billion, $4 billion valuation at the beginning of 2020 to over 45 today. It just threw the roof. Um, the Activision appears to be the only one that is still larger than them. Uh, as far as large game developing. Yeah, Activision yeah. is incredibly large because... They're huge. I did not know that. One, they bought, or they own Call of Duty, which is the best-selling <laughs> game franchise ever. There it is. Um, and then uh, they also, many years ago, merged. They merged, as in acquired and forcefully took over Blizzard Entertainment, which, as oh, many okay. people know, uh, is famous for pretty much inventing video games. So... Uh, between oh those gosh. two things, they um, they they're pretty big. And, and by the way, Take yeah. Two is not big; they never have been. So uh, twenty billion. They're not small either. Yeah, but in the space, they're not. Uh, Here, let, uh, me, that let me is drop something on you real quick. <laughs> so I compared it to Minecraft because in Minecraft you go in and you create worlds, right? And you can do it with friends. Same sort of thing, but you're creating games. And so I was looking up some of the games that they made. You know, Peppa Pig, right? Y'all have kids. I don't know. Uh, no, not really. I, I mean, I am aware of kids. You have four. Yeah. And I, I have three, but they don't. Watch okay. Peppa well, we don't watch it anyway, but it's a, it's a, whatever. It's a cartoon. <laughs> anyway, somebody made a game in Roblox. It's called Piggy. It's an episodic horror game that incorporates elements from Peppa Pig and the indie horror game, Granny. It's a awesome. zombie apocalypse setting. What? Okay. What? So I got to play that. Sounds great. Mm, uh, see me in Counter-Strike. I ain't touching that. It's not going to happen. That sounds uh, great. I don't know what's wrong with you. That I mean, come one on. Of their most popular Horror games picks. is called Jailbreak. It's a cops and robbers game, which is cool. blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. What What's amazing with this whole space because Minecraft Minecraft is huge too, um, and it has awesome. been for a long time. Yeah. Just the creationary aspect of of gaming that sort of it was just sort of experimental. They were like, hey, what if we just gave kids a bunch of tools? And Which is hilarious because it's whatever they wanted to in a sandbox. Video yeah. games are so approachable. The idea of like a world built on the concept of a box of Lego yep. is, yes. well, duh, that was going to be huge. But yeah. it took forever for for somebody to come up with. What was the guy's name? Because um, I played I played Minecraft when it was still alpha, right? It was one of the early releases. I think it was, it was actually before his is well yeah i mean it was an early dot release but i forget the guy's name the the guy who created minecraft before microsoft bought it from him yeah i don't know a lot his name either he uh he he has money now though 
Yeah, but what's interesting is I think he sold it to Microsoft for, I mean, millions. Definitely, it, it was millions. But I, I want to say it was like tens, maybe teens of millions. Ooh, and no, I think and it is worth that. oh so much more. Let's I wish, wish I could remember let's, his name. Let's, let's let's figure this this out. Microsoft's two point five billion dollar purchase of <laughs> Minecraft. <laughs> I was wrong. wild. <laughs> I, was say, I was like, I think there was a B in front of that uh, at that time. Yeah, no, they. Uh, they that's uh, that's a slightly larger number. Yeah, two point five billion. Uh, a rounding error. Probably check on him, see if he's doing all right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's just amazing to that's me because awesome. it's it's not something I would have ever thought of. But another thing I would have never yeah, thought of, because um, I remember when there was when the idea of a freemium model was coming to play in in video games. The very first one to ever do it was actually one of my favorite games of all time, and it was called Quake if you've heard of it. So mm. they made a thing called Quake Live. And the oh, way they were Quake going Live. to make Quake Live function for free was going to be by doing literal advertisements inside mm. of the game. Like they're, I I if you were to that. look at like they, the Because they would have a billboard. There are actual yeah. billboards up. And I remember this. No one wanted to put their like advertise there, so that that didn't end up working out. I mean, Quake Live didn't did end up working out. They ended up finding a business model that worked in some way, shape, or form, or they just supported it for free for a long time. Uh, but nonetheless, like that really started the idea of this idea of a free game, and there were a few others yeah. that kind of it popped up at the time, and it took forever to get the model right. But now the biggest games in the world are kind of built yeah, off by of far free to sure. play model, and the explosion of customizing characters cosmetics in a game are huge when my cousin or cousin when my nephew comes over he he wants to play Fortnite because he's like 10 years old or nine years old or whatever it is mm -hmm. that's what they want to do he so i load up Fortnite on my computer for him and the first thing he does is he goes hey uncle bud that's that's what they all call me the look at this skin like look at this thing in in Fortnite, like, and it's always in the store. He doesn't go immediately to play the game. He goes to the store, store. and when he's done trying to show me all the stuff, he then works to try to convince me to buy all of it for him. Of course. And, <laughs> and so it's amazing. As someone who recognizes, like, the value of digital assets, like, I have not one, but two different knives that have zero value to the game itself. They're each <laughs> worth over $800. Oh, so, my like, gosh. What? I am... I am aware of this, but it still blows my mind that the very first thought that he has is to go into the store uh, to the point of, I guess there's a subscription service now. I don't know if you know oh, this, no. Fortnite, to be able to get like a thousand V-Bucks every month for, and, and my sister subscribed to it so that they, uh, they would stop asking her for V-Bucks. Like, I'm please a, oh stop God. asking me for V-Bucks. Here's your Genius $7 a part. Oh, 100%. Ah. It's great. Okay, five bucks a month money. to get your kids to stop asking you questions. Yes. Okay. I mean, That's exactly I get that, what right? It is. Like, stop bothering me for five bucks a month? Yeah, right. It's terrible. <laughs> I will never do that. Oh, uh, my yeah. gosh. But I get it. I, I totally get it. That's fascinating, actually. Um, and and I wish somebody would make a compelling freemium game that taught my kids how to, like, gamble in the stock market instead of buying skins. I'm sorry. I feel like it's the same thing. There is breaking news <laughs> on a text message. Uh -oh. My brother, brilliant <gasps> man, I might add, he just sent me a text message. And it says, can you remind me again when exactly your birthday is this year? <laughs> I know it moves around a lot. So I want to make sure before I say anything foolish. 
<laughs> Brilliant. And now you have to make him feel bad for missing it. <laughs> this is something you've clearly complained about in the past. <laughs> I have Look, complained it's about not my this. birthday. I was born on a Thursday. For at Which means every Thursday 30. is your birthday. Every single I, Thursday is your birthday. I think I learned about the Thursday somewhere around the age of four. I'm now 34-ish. And... So I think for 30 Bro, years, I have had this no, no. No, people that's say argument. Point. It's not an argument. Trust me. Um, it's it's I'm I'm winning this. This is this yeah. is a landslide. Uh, and so everyone willfully recognizes- ignorant of how wrong you are. It's different. Willfully ignorant. It's not even a term. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> fun, fun fact. I was also born on a Thursday. So now I'm going to have to pull this out on my family. Oh, great. great. Now I have to send you. This I am going to automate a happy birthday message to you guys every Thursday. It will Except get for, so old. So, but my birthday is in two and a half weeks and the date is on a Monday. Do I celebrate it on the Thursday before or the Thursday after? You celebrate both starting every Thursday all the way through. You have that whole time period. There's Thursday, a it is, it's no longer an annual concept. <laughs> It's a, it's a weekly concept. It's Thursday. Okay. Tyler is so Let's confused, get on. but it's here. super easy. Angry. It's so none, not none the of same the, thing. None of the people <laughs> on the show are, are concerned about it. Hey, so let me ask you all a question. Um, do you all share Netflix passwords with people? or with No. Uh, no, definitely don't. Why are you nodding? Tyler's yes shaking his no. head yes as he says no, which is, that's way more confusing than day and day. Trust <laughs> you say shaking instead of nodding? It's nodding. Yeah, see, but I've read books where they say that, and it's confusing because they say shook his head, and you're like, wait, did he say no or yes? Because some people say shook. No, nod means exactly. Nod means yes, right? Yeah, the world has rules. Words mean things. Twice in the same show. You can nod your head. No, watch. What? (laughs) That's not nodding. (laughs) He's shaking his head. (laughs) Anyway, so let's get back to Netflix here. Um, They are beginning to crack down on password sharing outside your household. Now, this this one's interesting because I think what it's going to do if they pursue this, because they're they're just toying with it in certain markets apparently, um, is that it's going to wreck the people who are using like ex boyfriend girlfriend Netflix, right? Yes. Because it's asking for password confirmation, basically an email or a text verification code, and it's like, oh no! But if it's your brother or your yeah. mom, it'd be like, yeah. they're doing it again. Can you just tell me what the code is, yes. and you're done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yep. So That's certain people breakdown. are going to be really disappointed because they've been freeloading for years, but yeah, uh, a lot of people are going to continue ex, sharing yeah. with their family. Exactly. Doesn't Netflix actually have a decent like family plan now, though? Too. I feel like YouTube did stuff I like I that. Ask my dad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I pay for all of my own services. No, I pay for everything except for Netflix. I've got Disney Plus. I've got YouTube TV. I've got Apple TV. I've got all that that crazy stuff. But uh, I don't pay for Netflix. Still, it's fancy. So it's neat. Yeah. Yep. I, you know what's funny about this is um, my daughter was going to stay at my dad's a few weeks ago, and uh, they don't have Disney Plus, and Disney Plus is very critical to uh, a lot of good stuff. To Toy Story, especially. And so I asked them, I was like, do y'all have Disney Plus? And they're like, no, I don't know what it is. I was like, here, I'll log in so that she can watch, um, you know, Toy Story. And they were like, wait a minute, hold on, hold what? on. You can just log in on our TV? Yeah. And I was like, well, <laughs> yeah. I can. Because as you guys know, I control the internet. 
but yeah. most other people <laughs> cannot do this. And they're like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. By the way, can't wait till next Thursday for your birthday. And so it was like, yeah, they're talking the, about next Thursday, like not this and, Friday, and but next Thursday, Thursday, right? For, every for Thursday. He can't yes. understand it. No, yeah, no. So it was it's like a birthday. It dawned on them. Every okay. time that day happens, it dawned you on You can't them have it both ways, Russ. That I could log in <laughs> on their TV with my account. Like it was this whole new world for them. So uh, it may not be as prevalent as you think because not everyone understands it. It's called a virtual machine. <laughs> the internet's a dump truck. <laughs> Start teaching them about VMDKs and stuff. Uh, yeah. This is a man. Everyone this is a man who once that. owned a LAN gaming center, mind you. There you uh, go. Nice. Scandedly, I, I built, but nonetheless, he funded. <laughs> hey, and, uh, uh, and it was great. All right, so let's talk about Facebook. Almost a fifth of Facebook employees are I now working that. on VR and AR. Nearly yeah. ten thousand employees. 10, in the that's a, that's a big deal. They they're really leaning into it, and uh, they also had another announcement that's directly related. That's talking about how their AR glasses are going to work with neural wristbands, and uh, so they're they're very much trying to integrate, what? you know, AR, XR, uh, VR, and other um, wearables. I guess right. And a, I'm not going to lie about neural wristbands. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, so apparently Facebook acquired a neural input company called Control Labs, uh, and they did it in 2019. The technology hasn't shown up yet, but they're actively working on integrating for plans like stuff like a smartwatch, right? Um, that, that I assume is doing a bit more than the smartwatches people are used to. Um, and there, there's a neat little, uh, I assume mock-up of how that would work, but it's a dude wearing uh, probably an Oculus headset and then uh, wearing, in this case, a kind of an obnoxious wristband. It looks like it almost has an iP- uh, like an old-school iPod's worth of a wristwatch real estate, but you can see the screen on the watch is flicking in real time as, as like an overlay of what he's seeing inside of the virtual space is basically going through it. It's just interesting. So what? yeah, I, I don't know exactly what that use case is. Um, per se, right? Because I don't feel like you need a wristwatch for that. Hmm. But I guess it's cool that you could be in your little VR space with your headset on and actually still be able to interact with your watch. So maybe that is actually kind of... Since you mentioned the Quest 2, when are we mentioning the giveaway on the show? (gasps) Now, apparently. I mean, it seems (laughs) like it was just announced. I don't know what we're allowed to say. I was going to say something about... I I thought we had a... I thought we were supposed stuff. to have a plan. I think we maybe do have a plan. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> there's a little. Uh, there's a little Easter egg. Um, what else? Yeah, do I don't think we. Us? I don't think we talked to uh, the 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 person who's enabling this yet on what we're yeah. going to do. No, Absolutely. we need to finish. We can't that say we can't say their name, and I don't think anyone could figure it out. Nope. So. Impossible. Uh, well, what I was going to say was we we're talking about Facebook and how many employees they have working on AR, VR related things. So I subscribed to the New York Times and I was, they, they send this. Do you, uh, do you use your dad's account? I, I use mine, but my dad and I have the same name. So it's very <laughs> unlikely they could figure I'm that out. I'm learning so much about you um, today, Russ. This is yeah. And so I, every morning they send this, you know, what 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 you need to know this morning type of thing through the app, right? So I usually scroll through that. News. Morning. They're telling you what you need to know. I don't think it's I'm called shocked. news. I think it's called something else. But um, oh, it's just like maybe it's important news. things for you. I think to it's just like yeah, it's like hey, Joe Biden's president and stuff like that. Like they told me that today, and um, but one thing that was incredibly interesting that came from this, and I didn't click on it because I didn't have the time. I was they have this new way of 
showing and sharing news in general through the New York Times, like a new way of experiencing it that is powered by Facebook and in augmented reality. What? Yeah. So I, I was just sit, thinking of use cases, like why would Facebook be spending so many resources on augmented and virtual reality? And I think the immediate thought is, okay, well, Quest 2, and they're going to make the Quest 3. There is a completely different business model mm-hmm. they're working on and have clearly implemented around a new way to interact with traditional news sites. I mean, this is That's the cool. New York Times, like it's been around forever. And right. so- it's very, very interesting to me, and I'm going to look into it more, but that's, there's that's really, really something neat. to where you can sort of experience an augmented reality way of kind of passing news on the street is sort of the way yeah. it was described when I, I read the kind of headline of it. So I, it's a very wonder, way of thinking about it. I wonder, too, if that's why we're seeing this sort of emergent battle between sort of big news and big tech, right? Because Facebook and Google in particular are pushing pushing back against what uh, legislation that is effectively um, good for big news or, or right. big media organizations. And, and I, this is one of those funny battles because I feel like big tech is sort of, uh, it's in vogue to kind of hate on them right now. Right. Um, and, and that's going to come and go, I think, and especially in the United States where big companies, either you love them until you hate them kind of thing. Um, we kind of forget that the mega news conglomerates, media conglomerates are just as big and evil as these tech companies we love to hate. And so it's it's kind of funny to see people picking sides in that one because it's it's like watching two big nasty trolls eat children on their way to slug each other out. Well, I think people <laughs> I think people forget about it. Picking one to root for. Fun fact. <laughs> they lost the battle. The New York Times. But they well, in yeah. Australia they did, right? But it's not done. They they haven't lost how news That's is not going who I to was be talking about Go oh ahead, i'm sorry i missed your comment then <laughs> all i was going to say was the new york times was founded on your birthday on a thursday that's great yes <laughs> september that's 18, great and your your birthday as well that's wonderful <laughs> uh i'm so glad i give you money every month or actually yearly i don't pay monthly i buy in bulk um <sighs> no well what I, what I was pointing <laughs> out was that the the new york times and well, not the New York Times, the the entire sort of newspaper and media conglomeration space, if it's a thing, it, it lost yeah. the battle with big tech on what was its traditional business model, advertising. I mean, that's what they did. That's mm. why that's why to access the New York Times, you either get a couple free articles a month or you do like I do and you pay for a monthly or yourly subscription to it. And, and, you know, for, yeah. for was how much, like three bucks a month or something, yeah, something like what that, you know, they usually come across, they'll give you a deal. It's like, you can pay $12 for the year or something. Um, you know, so okay. you can, you can watch them. They'll come across and you can subscribe and then it'll go up to a normal, you know, probably 30 or 40 bucks a year after that sort of thing. But they, all of the ones that I'm subscribed to, I, I always found some deal that just came across to me and, and they got me with it, but it's valuable. I, I do enjoy it. They, they do good reporting. They, they have all sorts of great graphics they show for information, especially around tracking COVID and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the big guys like that, you can do that. I mean, people will pay for the New York times. Yeah. It'd be very difficult to come in and be a smaller, uh, probably, subscription yeah. you know to sort of pay for that but nonetheless it's interesting to see them working together for a lot of the reasons Tyler did say of yeah. these battles that they're sort of fighting in other areas where you know Google or Facebook are being asked to pay for any of the news that they share in these different places so it's interesting to see how they will work together and how this will influence some of that stuff that we it see makes kind of me, happening around the world makes me wonder how much horizontal integration we're going to see there too if if this really does become a dominant value stream which is 
conceivable, right? Then the amount of news that is consumed through social platforms will drive social platforms probably because I, I think many of them are, are arguably more valuable than some of the individual news sources that they're sort of uh, spreading. Um, they'll buy them. There'll be a lot more of that. And there's already some of that, right? right. It's uh, um, What's the the big one that uh, Bezos owns? Uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but uh, Amazon is it the, is it the Wall Street? <laughs> no, the the news organization. Yes, uh, I know Washington he owns Post. Amazon. Washington yeah, the Washington Post, Post right? So yeah, um, I, that that may prove to be a bit ahead of its time as well. Um, and uh, I, I I have mixed feelings about whether I want my social media platforms and my news sources to be mingled because I I already feel like news as part of media and entertainment is a bit, well, bad, I guess would be the nicest way to say it. The, there's, there's already a really fuzzy line between quality information and what's an op-ed, which used to be really easy to distinguish in a traditional newspaper, that this is an opinion article or an editorial, as opposed to good reporting on fact that is verifiable. And I don't think social media platforms are going to make it easier for people to tell the difference between those kinds of things. Sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. But if if social media were to give and and look, I you don't fully trust really probably any news outlet, but some of them uh-huh. are probably more trustworthy than others. I think New York Times would probably fall into that space for a lot of people, and then there'd be a significant amount of people that would start screaming at me for saying that. Sure, but uh, trust but verify too. You can love the New York Times and the quality of their reporting, but that doesn't mean that. It- needs to be the sole source of information. 100%. That's why I have like Just, nine different subscriptions. But the point no I'm facts. making is, yeah, is yeah. if you took the technology that the yeah. social media people have and you gave it to the news providers that you did trust or that you had a way of doing trust but verify, maybe it's a, it's an interesting marriage of both worlds that's beneficial. Yeah. Well, and, and that harkens back to the whole conversation we were having about what uh, they're trying to do with, you know, stuff like Blue Sky and, and Twitter, you know, Dorsey mm-hmm. on that and that effort. And what we talked about with, uh, um, you know, Wolfram's ideas in this is that that we, we have to find a solution, whether it's giving more power or tools to organizations you trust to provide that information. Maybe that works. Or maybe it is better to put something that does the trust but verify and gives you some you know, say in how it works in the middle. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think the more this stuff gets muddy, the more critical it's going to be to, to figure out how to clean it up for lack of a better way of saying that. You know, you can, you can walk to a grocery store and you can see tabloids. Most people recognize that tabloids are garbage, but they're entertaining. When you can't tell the difference between that and good quality information, you get anti-vaxxers. There, I said it. <laughs> our uh, our guests on monday were featured in the new york times yesterday oh, cool were they yeah That's cool. that, video really that video was yeah. awesome well they're supposed to be on today um i was talking with one of the two of them last night and he said hey so we got featured and things kind of blew up and uh now our friday is absolutely slammed can we talk about it's so cool we'll it's cool that we made it to monday i mean come on yeah. It's TBP. I don't know who could possibly be talking to them. That's more hey, important well, than we're us. bigger than the New York Times. That much I can tell you with absolute certainty. Um, we're definitely we, more okay. fun. We, to talk we have to. people are on Patreon, so, but I did find this article, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. about how they're using this. So the project, this is from the New York Times, obviously. The project will use Spark AR, uh, a developer platform owned by Facebook. 
which gives creators access to a suite of tools and software needed to create augmented reality filters and camera effects and then distribute them on uh, like Facebook owned properties. So Instagram, Facebook, uh, I don't know. They probably own other things too that I don't know about. Um, the social media conglomerate is not involved in any storytelling or editorial decisions. So uh, though the Times has published journalism using augmented reality before on its websites through their own apps since 2018, this is the first time the technology has been published solely to be consumed through social platforms. Oh, interesting. So, hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting way for them to control the editorial process and how it's shown on media platforms, as well as sort of the way you can experience. It's it's very interesting the way that they're they're doing this. So I mean, it, it seems like it's an experiment right now. Uh, but we'll be interested to see what they'll they'll do with this over time, or what others will do. Yeah, I, th- I think we'll see a lot of changes in that space. Obviously, this is it feels very emerging, not just because it's tied to something like AR, XR, MR that is yep. an emerging technology, but also like the the, the leaning into this consumption side, right? Because it's it's not just going to be video games. I think it's pretty clear that that this point that uh, there are a ton of use cases, and uh, this is obviously an interesting one. Um, it'll it'll help. I imagine folks like the Times or organizations like the Times reach new uh, new demographics as well, which is cool. Indeed. What else? All we right, got? What else we got? Oh, I said it first. Oh, all right. You want you want a hard shift here? That doesn't mean I have something. But well, I got uh, something. Oh, uh, so yeah, one of my sure. buddies, one of my buddies just had a baby. Uh, Cliff in Dubai. How does that work? Congratulations. Congrats, Cliff. Oh, um, congratulations. He sent me a screenshot of this application they have. Their son has a smart sock or smart socks. Maybe it's just Excuse one. Excuse me. What? Smart sock. I've got Why one do of you those. Need... You do? What? Yeah. I used it with Kate. What? Okay. I was going to say, man. Um, I don't know if it's one. the same thing. I don't know what we're talking about. But it was, it was to help us know if she was breathing when she was sleeping. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's useful information. It's a, it's a sock you put on your baby and it tracks uh, beats per minute, um, blood oxygen levels, all that kind of stuff. Cool. You compare it with a camera. All within the app, and if like you get an alert, you can fire up the camera or you know run in there or whatever. Does it does it have like, like a what? documented reduction in sits? Uh, do you know? I don't know if it does, but I'll tell you the reason really why we got it. Uh, you know, as new parents, two and a half years ago now um, with Kate, we really struggled with you know taking her out of our room mm. and putting her into her own room. Uh, in fact, I mean, do. yeah, for, I mean, heck, for the <laughs> Whenever we, um, whenever we first got her, we took shifts staying awake, like not oh, wow. going to sleep. Like she would make a noise, and I would be like dancing around I'm her there. defensive <laughs> position. You know, like what's going on? Turns out babies make a lot of noises when you first take yeah. them home. So if you haven't had one, know that that's normal. <laughs> this, um, this is one of my favorite things about parenting, though, is the people probably told you that, and you're like, yeah, yeah, but this is my baby, and right. I'm staying up to make sure you're not wrong. Got it? That's right. So I'm not sleeping for four days, which is basically what happened. And uh, so. Anyways, we, we, we moved her into the room and we ended up getting the, the device, the smart sock, which is it's not very easy to get on appropriately, by the way. At least it wasn't in 2018. Yeah, it looks like an ankle uh, brace kind of a deal. Yep. That's from exactly my basketball days. And you Do you ever have to like take it off or right. can you leave it on until they're like moving out of the house after they get their degrees and stuff? I think she still has it on. Okay. Um, I'd go check. No, that, does that make sense? Can they just embed it? Yeah, I think it's time think, to just I put it in the ankle. But it's pretty cool. Like it will, what will happen is, is if, if something happens, like if she, you know, if her blood oxygen goes through a different level or, or, or she or talks back, changes, it will, what? I mean, this thing will wake you up. 
It doesn't oh. matter who you are. Does it shock you? Once you've taken, you will be. <laughs> Tyler, stop talking. Your <laughs> your phone will start losing its mind if you have it on a tablet, like I did. Um, it'll start losing its mind. In it also has a physical device that's sort of the uh, just you call it the access point. It will start screaming at you. It'll it'll be about this like it can be like a fire alarm type of. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it will it will really start going to make sure that you're up and getting the baby. And so we never had any issues. It never really went off other than us testing it or if she had like kicked it off or something. But it gave us immediate peace of mind and allowed us to sleep. She was already sleeping. Yeah. We but we were not. That's so cool. We were afraid she wasn't breathing. And yeah. so, you know, we only used right. it for a little while. It's pretty expensive. But we when we did use it it immediately helped us to go to sleep. And then my wife ended up, I say we only use it for a little while. I only looked at it for a little while. Uh, my wife, my wife used it forever. <laughs> and so eventually I was like, Hey, I think, I think we're good now. We can, we can let this thing go. So, uh, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a really cool device and we will use it with Maverick once he gets here. I'm certain. Maverick. I love it. Well, that's cool, man. Cause I was curious about that. There's certain things like ring doorbell, whatever, right? It chimes all the time. Anytime like a, you know, leaf blows by or whatever. Um, but yeah, if you turn off the notifications, does it ever wake you up? But I guess even if you have your phone on silent, do not disturb, whatever the application will just bypass that or. Yeah. I don't know about if you were to turn it on silent. I don't know that it can buy. I, I don't know if it can bypass it or not. I mean, we, yeah. we purposely leave, leave it on right. So that you can hear it. Uh, or at least I did with my tablet. That's actually one you. reason why I did with my tablet. I didn't want my phone going off from a 3 a.m. call for work. That makes sense. That does happen. And, uh, you know, I, I wanted it to go off on the tablet, which was sort of segregated from that. Uh, plus, I was also like, uh, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, watch a little bit of How I Met Your Mother. Tablet was great for that. So, <laughs> nice. you know, two birds. Mentioning the ring doorbell, um, side very quick story. My dog, my new one that just turned one, he has started opening my Amazon packages. He stays outside out front most of the time. Ah, that's he awesome. knows the delivery people. They bring it up there. He doesn't touch whatever's inside. He just rips the package open and pulls the item out and then he leaves it. I've got that's all awesome. this on on my ring. I, I thought about editing some of the he's done this like three or four times now. Um we had a soap dispenser show up the other day. He just pulled the soap dispenser out. Uh, Joanna had a book delivered the other day. The book was in the middle of our driveway. He just pulled it out and <laughs> anyway. I thought it was funny. All right. What else we got here? I I just I literally just came across something that's it's a little a little strange. It says Microsoft's GitHub under fire after disappearing proof of concept exploit for critical Microsoft Exchange vulnerability uh, takes place. So basically, the what's happening here is they put a proof of concept to code that is exploiting Microsoft Exchange and GitHub, and that code was immediately found and removed. So like GitHub, it's basically, if you're Microsoft, GitHub is protecting you. Yeah. But if you're yeah. not Microsoft, uh, clearly it is not. Yeah. So I saw that last night and I didn't dig into it, but I, I saw the note that, uh, that, that, that GitHub repository had been, uh, published that, that it, they published the, you know, I guess it was a proof of concept. Yeah. I didn't realize right. that at the time, but, but the to to exploit exchange, the, uh, yeah, the blowback from that immediately being found and, and deleted, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, the, the, the title is, I'm reading this on the register and the subtitle says, are uh, double standards, anyone? Like that's <laughs> the immediate thing that it says, uh, which clearly obviously is, especially for something like GitHub, which is 
you know, unbelievably popular. I, I was in GitHub this morning. Like it's just a, it's so big for, for the Huge. space of, of software development and the you know, open source projects and all sorts of things that are managed and, and used in other businesses. Like pretty much every single Microsoft Exchange customer is probably also leveraging GitHub <laughs> in some way, shape Absolutely. or form. So yep. it's, just, uh, it's just amazing that that's the case. So I, I imagine that there's going to be some form of statement that's going to take place from Microsoft here pretty soon or policy change. I don't know, but yeah, pretty interesting to see what that is. I also wonder why, like, what is it that, you know, what is it that Microsoft is doing that allowed for that to take place for them, but that they haven't been able to provide to other customers? Is that paid for functionality? These are things I don't know, but I immediately have questions over, especially with how prevalent uh, the idea of supply chain attacks have, have been lately. And what we were talking about before on the last show, Tyler, is just, just very interesting uh, to, see, to see this happening in a time where uh, this is pretty important. Yeah, big time. Uh, it's it's interesting too that supply chain sort of attack surface is coming up more and more in my customer interactions as well. It's it's deeply concerning because you're relying on other people's security organizations to protect you, <laughs> and and until we have tools to you know kind of check the checkers, it's it's going to be weird. So I don't know. It's an interesting check the interesting check. ecosystem. Um. So have you all seen any of this stuff about uh, what Tim Berners-Lee is talking about with internet in Africa and all this kind of stuff? Mm, I haven't. I know some of the words you just said. So, well, remember, I think (laughs) a couple of shows ago, when was it? We talked about March 9th, where Al Gore said he invented the internet. Well, gross. Today, in uh, this day in tech history, is actually when the first proposal of a World Wide Web occurred. Tim Berners-Lee, March 12th, 1989. Not a Thursday. Maybe it was a Thursday. I don't know. Doesn't probably matter. was. <laughs> probably was. Uh, but anyway, I was just digging into him a little bit, and then at the same time, I saw there was an article that showed up on I don't know if it was Tech Meme or whatever, but uh, he's saying Tim Berners Lee says Africa's internet shutdown shouldn't be tolerated. Right. So I'm like, what is going on? Why are things getting shut down? And apparently, it says internet shutdowns have become increasingly common in Africa to fight dissent and restrict protest mm. action. Ugh. I'm trying to figure out why. I mean, I agree that like this shouldn't happen. He, he goes on to say it should not be tolerated. Um, we really have to fight against this. Um, you know, often it connects with with other rights, the right to express, right to organize, right to all this kind of stuff, right? Sure. But I'm trying to dig into why it's talking about Africa alone, because as we were talking about on a previous show, you've got the uh, challenge between Twitter and Russia, right? You've got what's going on in China. You've got North Korea, you've got Myanmar. Uh, yeah, Lots. Myanmar, the military there as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, but apparently it goes on to say 28 African countries have blocked access to social media platforms in the past wow. five years, 14 of these cases being election related. So, I didn't actually know this. I, I didn't know that this was uh, maybe as that's much of an why issue. it's so focused, right? It's not. Yeah. It's not so much that the problem is unique, but it's not reported on as much. I, I was not yeah. aware of that. I did not know that there were 28 instances in the last five years in Africa alone, where where basically connectivity was reduced or eliminated, or at least attempted to be eliminated to prevent dissent. That's yeah. uh, that's news to me. So it's clearly not getting the attention that. Uh, I guess yeah. other similar incidents are. He's greatly concerned. He's just saying the governments are placing their efforts into shutting down the internet. 
Yeah. And this is widespread across Africa, it's right? Control. Um, instead of putting their energy into connecting people who still have never been on the internet. That's that's really sad and unfortunate, in my opinion. Not not just because I do think that basically internet is is a right is something that's basic, um, because it's so critical to modern connectivity and access to information. But what what's really unfortunate is that if they're pouring their energy into it because they want more control, one those motives are questionable to begin with. But two, it it will absolutely retard economic growth, right? Like there there isn't, there is not an upside on average to having the ability to stop communication other than preventing dissent, which I understand from that side of the fence, that's a, that's a distinct advantage, but it will without a doubt be worse for those countries, right? Like I I just, I don't, I fail to see any net benefit, broad generalized net benefit of doing things like this, which is sad. Because yeah. they already have enough trouble right. in those economies. Right. With- He's saying it's going to create an untenable power divide. Yeah. Uh, people aren't able to even figure out what's going on. People have no ability to inform themselves. Uh, they can't be a good functional member of society because they don't know what's going on and they don't, they can't go do research, right? Uh, yeah. Whatever. It's I don't know. That stuff like that's really sad. And it it does put in perspective how lucky we are to be in the United States and be given the option with all of the information, good, bad, or indifferent, that's in front of you to to make informed decisions or choose not to, but uh, yeah, at least we have a choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I I just googled the topic. I don't know if we're reading the same one. I'm just reading through it, and it's it's making me angry because <laughs> I I just I just don't get it. Uh, I, I just don't understand how. Well, these people can be so incredibly selfish and, and yeah, that's what, cause this is like Tyler mentioned, control. it's not doing any broad spread good. All right. this is, is in their mind, helping one particular individual or it's two power. or whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's power. This has been happening since 2007 is the earliest reported time. I mean, this is, this is a thing now it's 14 years into the making for them, but it's just, is, is, are things not difficult enough already in most of Africa? Like, do you need to, give yourself another disadvantage. I, I just, it's insane to me that that's it, the case for a, for somewhere that has been around as long as it has like an established part of the world that, you know, humans have lived in. And I just don't understand why they continue to just sort of shoot themselves in the foot with this yeah. type of thing. I, well, I, I struggle. Not, not the people of Africa, but like a very no, few no. specific set of people sure. are shooting themselves and the rest of the country well, in the foot by doing and, this. And I'm, I'm not a geopolitical expert by any means, and I'm sure I'm missing major pieces of this puzzle too, but, but I would guess at least a good chunk of this boils down to some of the sort of boilerplate issues that countries around the world have, not just African countries, not, yeah, not no, even this is a first government. Or, or developing. I'm yeah. just saying it's right. corruption. Right. Yeah. Corruption and power are something that those that have the power, especially if they're acquiring it through or acquired it through corrupt means, will do a great deal of things to prevent ever losing that power. Right. And so, uh, I mean, obviously, in the United States, we we look at this and we think the democratic process is what helps prevent those kinds of things from happening. And and I'm not pretending like the United States doesn't have more than its fair share of corruption. We just (laughs) wear it differently. Right. But um, when, when you have a bad actor that is, again, taking away from the general good, 
to maintain their power against the will of the people. Because that's that's all I hear when I say we're shutting off the internet, we're shutting off access to communication and information to prevent dissent. That's very counter to progress. Because if people are dissenting, it's at least something that should be assessed, right? Like, why are people so against this on average? And if the answer is, well, because we steal their food and we're not going to stop stealing their food because it pays for my golden toilet, that's universally bad. <laughs> there's there's no upside there. And, and again, I, I don't know this topic well, but I, I find it hard to believe that there is any net good reason for shutting down something like internet access because of dissent. I just didn't realize uh, that it even that it was happening in Africa, right? As we yeah. were just talking about, you know. Yes, that's sad. It's sad that's that we sad. don't know. It's sad that it is so rarely yeah. reported on that it's not common knowledge. I mean, I feel like we we know what's happening in Hong Kong a little bit. Don't don't get me wrong; it's not in sure. the news every day. But you know, the the protests there have been going on for a long time, and yeah, uh, it, it's a it's a pretty extensive crackdown on on freedom of assembly, which I don't yeah. know is actually there. But it is in the United States, so counter to our perspective, right? But, but um, it is interesting how little this has shown up in the news. Like I saw the yeah. Russia versus Twitter thing all over the place, everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is this has been going on for years and years and years and years, and uh, has affected the majority of Africa. It stinks too because I it, it I wonder what the Shy, shy of making it a world issue, something that people are paying attention to, uh, we tend to go in, we, again, from a U.S. perspective, I imagine U.S. and its allies, we will look at something like this, we'll decide that that is uh, enough of a social issue that we will em- employ something like sanctions, right? So the attempt is to make economic pain to those in power to fix a certain yeah. behavior. That That is one of the levers we at least see. That's what he's suggesting in the article. Yeah, he's saying, right. he's saying Berners-Lee said governments that shut down the internet should be taken to task by their own people and other governments, right? Yeah, so, and, and but what's un, one, unfortunate about that is that I don't know how impactful or effective sanctions are, right? And that's because sanctions are not universally accepted. I, I imagine if they were, if you literally got the entire global community to 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 levy a sanction against a nation state that we felt was working against its people, just humanitarian baseline, binary, black, white, you're wrong, right? That would probably be effective because you'd lose power, you'd lose money, you basically lose everything you're trying to protect. But I don't think that happens that often. I think certain parts of the world will levy sanctions that is damaging, but not necessarily devastating. I think North Korea is probably a pretty good example of that. There are arguably global sanctions against North Korea for some of the humanitarian baselines, right? It doesn't stop them from functioning, though we don't know how well they are or aren't, I guess. Anyways, we're going way down a rabbit hole. There's there's a ton of information there. It is fascinating that that I didn't know about that and sounds like we didn't and because it's it's not in the news. But I, I wonder how else it can be addressed, I guess is what I'm getting at. I, I think it's projects like uh, Alphabet's Loon program, Starlink. Yeah. I would think that some of these... Um, unfortunately, not decentralized uh, access things. And, and I think that's where it breaks, is that even something like Loon, which I believe is dead now, yeah, which is sad. Um, but those, if they were completely decentralized, then you couldn't have a government forcing the business not to operate in concert, right? That's that's one of the benefits of something like that. We don't have a decentralized access to internet. The internet is supposed to be decentralized, but obviously... Countries are going out of their way to control, you know, 
cut the cut switch. So I don't know. I, I it's a tough problem to solve, right? All right. Anything else urgent we need to bring up? We need to shut it down. Probably it's time to shut down. I, I got to jump here too, but I did want to okay. mention because you brought up Russia and Twitter. Apparently the throttling backfired and I was reading into it a little bit. Uh, apparently the way that they throttled uh, Twitter was by basically filtering their uh, URL shortening, the, the t.co, uh-huh. right? Um, and uh, it, the way they did it was more of like a, a, a regex filter on anything that had t.co in it. So uh-huh. microsoft.com <laughs> and one of Russia's biggest Russia's media outlets, is exactly which is rt.com. <laughs> so, so it actually... Wait, dramatically what, what was that last one again rt.com which which i guess is a, a state-owned media um outlet like russian it, times or something yeah it's Wait, like it's one of the most locked themselves <laughs> yes they did <laughs> what they a absolutely horrible did. way to approach this <laughs> issue <laughs> and so so uh researchers were showing a it did not have the impact they expected it to have on twitter twitter use took some minor blips but basically continued to go up like a rocket to the right and but but other state owned media and stuff got hammered by this get attempt so wrecked. <laughs> get wrecked Ugh. so you just one v yourself mid and lost <laughs> yep 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 so there you have it that's a pretty fun way to end it so we're ending it that that brings another tech breakfast podcast to a close i hope you all enjoyed it i hope you had a wonderful week i hope you had fantastic weekend thanks for listening thanks thanks for subscribing tell your friends thanks for your support we'll talk to you monday good stuff coming monday oh yeah and happy yeah birthday did i get that right no birth date today's the birth date you're special hate you Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Later.